At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, join in-club or online at PlanetFitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina from the Sasha Marina Show. And today we have our special segment that's the movie with um, the real Robert E.H., of course, my dear brother. So as as you all know, you guys guys can, uh, Robert speaks about behind the scenes Hollywood and so forth, so forth. So, yeah. Uh, we're actually live with him because he's here in Miami visiting me. So it's going to be kind of like a mutual conversation between him and I for today's show. Hi, I'm Robert. Okay, so what's going on? Well, the first bit of news is that uh, Fast and Furious 7 has been delayed until April, April 2015, not next year. So we're going to expect it while from now, which would probably make sense. They're probably reshooting the whole movie. But they did say that he would, Paul Walker would somehow be in the movie. Yeah, I actually saw Vin Diesel post that on his Facebook page. Yeah, he so, updates a lot on Facebook. Yeah, he yeah, does. He said it'll premiere uh, April 10th, 2015. That's crazy. So yeah. you think that there's going to be some like major changes to this movie? I don't know. I didn't know what to expect in the beginning, but I know that it won't change anything, just racing. That's what we're going to get. Cars and racing, fast cars and action. So. And this puts a delay on the next project. So yeah, on the next, like, Fast and Furious. So I don't think it's a big yeah. deal. People are still going to go see it, no matter what. Oh. Yeah, and uh, if some of you didn't know about Pacific Rim, there was actually going to be a sequel, Pacific Rim 2. And, and an interview with... Uh, I think one of the stars, it might be a prequel. It might be uh, about before what happened in, you know, Pacific Rim, which is interesting. I mean, uh, prequel, prequels are not always that good. Even in books, video games, movies, they're really never that good. But maybe this might be different. And talking about prequels, uh, J.K. Rowling is producing a Harry Potter play, just producing, not writing, about when Harry Potter was much, much younger. So I'm guessing even younger than 11, before the Sorcerer's Stone, which is going to be, I guess, weird. I don't know what they're going to do. There's not a lot of magic when he was a kid. No, because he was already abandoned as a baby, so I don't know how much more they can really, how we really learn about his life. Maybe he might even get his own movie. He's learned it all already. I mean, he's stuck with Harry for like eight movies and seven yeah. books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. But anyways, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy news. So for months, for a while, Vin Diesel has been saying that he's uh, going to play Groot, which is this walking, talking tree, just a big tree thingy. Alien, and that's what uh, Vin Diesel was going to play. That was going to be his role. And now, finally, the director James Gunn 
just confirmed it. I mean, everyone knew that he was going to play it already, but he just pretty much just put an official stamp on it, so that's not such a big deal. But talking about official ca- casting news, I think I said last week that Paul Rudd was being considered. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been casted already to play Ant-Man. He's been he's been casted. So yeah. Um, I think he can probably do it. I mean, I don't know much about Ant-Man. don't really care about Ant-Man, to tell you the truth. But Ant-Man is an important character. In the comics, he was one of the finding, one of the founding uh, superheroes of the Avengers. He's actually, he should have been in the Avengers, along with Wasp and everything. But um, none of that did happen. <laughs> These are lesser-known superheroes, so I guess Ant-Man would probably be, uh, you know, kickstart that whole thing. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'd be a good movie. Edgar Wright's directing it, so it has to be good. Okay. And uh, for X-Men Days of Future Past, Anna Packin, who plays Rogue in all the other movies, as well as this one, she's been cut from the film. No way. They cut her scenes from the movie, even though she had uh, she had like one scene apparently, but she was still a major character and apparently a very important scene as well. And there's just too many people in this movie. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, Hugh Jackman. It was like three movies in one. This movie. I don't think it will be that good. <laughs> I mean, a lot of actors in there, a lot of big name actors. Superheroes, they kind of pass. And man, this is going to be crazy. But they cut her from the movie. I didn't really care for Anna Packin, never really did. But Rogue is a pretty important character. And I guess that's kind of weird that they just cut her out. Brian Singer said it has nothing to do with her scene. It just kind of just happened because when they were editing, they'll be on the DVD, but definitely not in the big screen. Okay, cool, cool. Oh, and also um, the trailer for How How to Train Your Dragon 2 uh, came out, and it looks pretty fun. looks like as good as the first one, maybe better. takes place, I think, like four years after. I didn't know how they could actually make a second movie out of them. Yeah, you can make second movies out of animated movies all the time. I like doing live action. I mean, what else can they really say? I mean, the kid did good. He trained the dragon. It was cute. Yeah. It's it's more. (laughs) But uh, Hugh Jackman, I think I talked about a while ago for the movie. This one of the movies, one of the Peter Pan movies that they're making now. But for this one specifically, called Pan, it was gonna uh, the the person who was gonna play Blackbeard, or at least being considered, was Javier Bardem. And now, this time, it's Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I don't know, Hugh Jackman. Sure, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Hugh Jackman is definitely talented, so I guess he can do whatever they throw at him. He sure can. And a pirate? Why not? So, um, the Man of Steel Superman suit is being redesigned for Batman versus Superman. So not only is Batman getting a new suit, but so is Superman. So who's going to be a Superman? Well, the same guy, Henry Cavill. So who's going to be the Batman then? Ben Affleck. Oh, 
they stuck with that option. No, there hasn't been any change. <laughs> oh, okay. But, yeah, um, probably they're going to make the Wonder Woman suit look so different. I don't know. I mean, Wonder Woman's practically prancing around half naked, so what are they going to do to make it look pretty decent and not have a bunch of moms complaining that, you know, the, the organization to have for moms, that they just com- complain about everything? They're probably it's not complain about organization Wonder Woman about too. moms. I think Wonder Woman has always had their original suit. I mean, she wears obviously, like, a full leotard or a cassandra no, pants or whatever. Not really. She's, like, I'm saying, like, she's pretty much walking around half-naked and having these uh, boots. That's the thing. But, okay. and, but in these, this organization of moms are always whining about something. Well, then they can probably teach their daughters to not go see the movie if that's such a problem. I don't know. But I'm saying, I wonder what they're going to do with it. Because we got the Superman suit looking really different from what we've seen. And if they're saying a Batman suit is going to be something we've never seen on screen, then that'll be interesting. Well, we haven't seen Wonder Woman on screen like that in quite some time. But she was always in her classic suit, is what I'm saying. Her, her I mean, it's gonna, I'm sure it's going to be the same model. I mean, maybe the colors might change. Maybe No, I know, I know that. But I'm, just saying, I'm not saying it's going to be bad or good. I'm just saying maybe it's going to be very different from what we've seen before. Because the Batman one's different and the Superman one was like completely different, all dark and Navy and stuff, then we're going to see something different with Wonder Woman, definitely. Perhaps. I mean, I'm not surprised that the actors are running around naked as a superhero. It's not like we haven't seen it before from Beyonce or Lady Gaga or Miley Cyrus or whoever, or freaking Rihanna. It seems to be a new way of dressing, so superheroes doing it, I doubt that. It'll make the difference. Yeah. But um, more Batman versus Superman is the script is getting rewritten uh, David S. Goyer was the writer mm-hmm. for this movie, and I never liked David S. Goyer. He's kind of been like, kind of sucks. I mean, he's been attached to some great movies, but when I start to think about it, he's pretty terrible. Oh, what he does? Yeah, he writes, and he wrote Prometheus. Okay. I like Prometheus. Most people didn't, so it didn't make sense to him, or it was just stupid. But he was in the middle of writing the sequel for Prometheus, and he just left. And my defense, I haven't seen Prometheus. Yeah, but he just left. Uh, David S. Corey's like, oh, screw this, I'm leaving. But what's good news is that the script is getting rewritten by the Argo writer. I'm pretty sure it has to do a lot with Ben Affleck. It's mm-hmm. being rewritten by, uh, what's his name, Chris Terrio. That's his name. Terrio, something like that. Mm, okay. Well, he's rewriting it, and um, that's pretty cool. Okay. I mean, the really one of the best things about Argo was just how fluid the uh, the script was, and just the attention to detail. So I can I have hope that then this movie might just be great. You know, um, people are complaining about Ben Affleck, but I'm I, I, I'm, I'm sure he can handle it. He can do it. I know he can. He can Maybe. do it. I mean, yeah, and if you if he's a bad Batman, then that just doesn't matter. That just doesn't matter. It's going to be like tons of other people. I mean, obviously people, I mean, whoever made the casting choice, I'm sure that they did some screen testing on this guy. I'm sure mm-hmm. they saw something in him that just really made the character. The audience is just going based on his past, you know, on his collective work. I mean, he wasn't his the best, acting. you know, he he wasn't the best hero before. 
and he sure as hell hasn't been the best of Hollywood actors. Now maybe he's perfected his craft. He's an Oscar winner in the past year. He's done a well, lot. Those are those are behind the scenes type things. He's been a fantastic director and writer, but with directing, these directors need to know how to tell their actors what to do. Exactly. So, so maybe he's, he's learned still, a bit more. He hasn't been on Oscar, screen for a while. Yeah. He's still an Oscar winner. There's something in here that makes him worthy, and they've chosen him. So we could only hope for the best. I mean, I didn't like him in Argo at all. I thought he was like just a very boring little character. Uh-huh. But in the town, he was great. He was really good in the town, and he wrote, directed, and well, I think he directed and starred. Okay, well, the town is basic. Ben Affleck didn't have to break too much ice to go into character. This is pretty much a right off the box. Yeah, he's from Boston, and I think what happens uh, Boston yeah. accent is everything comes it, out just naturally. Exactly, this, this, he didn't have to break so many walls. Not so much of a challenge, so I guess it worked in his, you know, whatever. I think if they just had Batman with a uh, Boston accent, Batman <laughs> <laughs> would be so much better. Then that would give away where um, Batman's from. Yeah, where Batman's from. It'd still, it'd still be really annoying after a while. I'm like, Jesus Christ, shut What up. is Gotham City? So this day, we don't but, know if it's Chicago or no, what Gotham it is. Gotham City is like New York. New York. It's supposed to be New York, but Bruce Wayne is an uptown person. He doesn't, he has a, a very good accent. Okay, yeah. So it's pretty much how Christian Bale talks. Yeah. Not Christian Bale's Batman voice. That's uh, That was his choice, but not necessarily the right yeah. Well, he has to disguise his voice because if anybody, any of his enemies, like, were near him talking or whatever, like, I don't know, so this guy. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, <laughs> you see, all the Batman video games, and the guy who did the bat voice for Batman in TV shows, Bruce Wayne and his Batman sounded very different. The Batman had a very deep and menacing voice. The Bruce Wayne's voice was still deep, but it didn't sound like as much as his Batman voice. It was different, but it was kind of subtle, and yet it was a big change. It was not, you know, gravelly and like you have throat cancer or something. <laughs> but it's still iconic of voice now. Yeah. And um, some more news is about the Batman versus Superman again. Joaquin Phoenix. Anybody remember him? Joaquin Phoenix from Gladiator, The Master, and now the and now her, the Spike Jones movie that I'm looking forward to. He has been, uh, uh, he's eyed for a role in Batman versus Superman. A role. And with the sort of uh, casting news we've been hearing about Lex Luthor, that they are probably considering Denzel Washington or Idris Elba, I think that they're probably considering Joaquin Phoenix for Lex Luthor. And I prefer that. I, 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 think, I think definitely Joaquin Phoenix would be a better fit for Lex Luthor. Because Lex Luthor is supposed to be kind of like, you know, for me, in my opinion, the anti-Tony Stark. You know, he's the bad version of Tony Stark. He's like, has this menacing face. At the same time, people are always attracted to him. Men and women alike. They're like, this guy seems like somebody I want to be around. But yet he's, he's sort of scary, you know? Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix has like a pretty, uh, he, can put, he has a pretty scary face when he gets angry. Jesus. I haven't seen, in the master I heard that there were scenes when he got really angry that it was scary. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. 
So hopefully Joaquin Phoenix has passed Lex Luthor, if not Brian Cranston. I really wish it was Brian Cranston. I'm sure the whole world wishes it was Brian Cranston. Even people in freaking Antarctica. There's barely anybody there. It's like, well, there's researchers. Never mind. It's still, still good stuff. I really wish you would do it. And uh, anybody remember the movie The Raid? The Raid Redemption? Uh, there's a sequel. comes out 2014. Apparently it was a really good martial arts movie that I've been meaning to watch for a while. But if anybody was big fans of it, then boom. It's a sequel. 2014. Okay. Yep. Mm. These people are very interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What was the mentions on the album? About a Hugh Hefner? Yes. A Hugh Hefner biopic. So, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know about that, but it's, it's still untitled. It's still, like, very early on. And uh, the people attached to it is uh, Peter Morgan... Uh-huh. He wrote the he wrote the script for Rush, so he's writing the script for this one. And I think he's still early in there. And David Dobkin, um, he hasn't done a lot. And the things he's done haven't been that okay. Like, he's done Wedding Crashers and The Change-Up. That's probably the most... The most known line of work. Yeah. And we know that Hugh Hefner's story is going to be like a his movie is going to be rated. It's going to be R-rated, definitely. I mean, he did do an R-rated movie, like The Change-Up, but that was all, like, stupid comedy. Same as Wedding Crashes, and there was a lot of time in between both of those projects, mm-hmm. you know? And we can expect some, uh, the, from this movie, it has to be a very serious movie. Lots of drama, I think, probably, um, you know, comedic relief here and there, like always, but I don't know. Um... Directors have surprised me sometimes, you know. And um, there's a World of Warcraft movie. Yeah. In the making, for people who didn't know that, so it's um it's, it's casted like Daniel Wu, uh, this guy from Europa Report. You know, that movie was great. Um, the what? Lancy uh, Brown, this guy from Sleepy Hollow. What report was that? Uh, who, Europa Report. It's with um, Charlton Copley was in a movie. He played like an American, American astronaut. It was like these uh, astronauts decide to, uh, well, this company builds a uh, spaceship for astronauts to go into space into, I think they were going to Jupiter. Mm-hmm. So they were going to one of Jupiter's moon because mm-hmm. uh, I think they found something about water, something over there. And, um, well, he was... It, Charlotte Copley was in it, he played an American, and it was really just filled with tons of different astronauts and people from all over the world. Like, there was Americans, there was Russians, there was, uh, I think there was two Russians, and the rest were Americans. <laughs> it was like that, actually. Just that. But Charlotte Copley, you know, he's South African, he had a better American accent than I do. He sounds more American than I do in that movie. It was amazing. I did not expect it to sound like that, but he did a great job. Always liked him. But yeah, um, that's that's that stuff. Well, I think that about wraps up the news. But I have, if some of you haven't noticed yet, there I did uh, go see American Hustle. 
Oh, yes. I want to go see American Oswald, so I saw it with me as well. We really, really like this movie. It was really, really good. So, yeah, um, Robert has put up his review already on our The Sasha Marina Show YouTube channel. And um, my thoughts on this movie were, at first, it was a little confusing. So, like any movie, you just don't know what's going on. Once you get the hang of it, you're like, wow, where is it going to take to? What's going to happen at the end of the day? Um, of course, the bad guys are going to win at the end and going to, you know, kind of go over on the FBI. You know, there's a lot that goes into this movie. And I don't want to spoil it for those that haven't seen it. Just look at Robert's review. We talked a lot about the technical stuff, the directing, the screenplay, the actors, their technique, his thoughts on some of the Oscar nominations for this year in which he thinks that American Hustle will be nominated. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, do not take little kids. Uh, but it's cool for people 13 and up, <laughs> even though it is a rated R film. But uh, what is what 13 year old has half the thing? Yeah, it's just a lot of the the cursing and stuff that is technically rated R. But um, the movie's great. It has a dramedy going on. There's you know the whole drama between the whole conflict in the movie, and then there's a lot of comedy because of the actors and because of the characters, I should say, to bring a lot of life into. Um, I think that every every actor was paired with the right character in this film. Um, some of them have done did roles that they haven't that we haven't seen them do before, like Amy Adams. She did a role that I've never seen her do before. Jennifer Lawrence did a great wacky freaking dirty kind of girl. She's one of these like kind of white trashes. Like she did a great um role and she was hilarious at it too. And um yeah, Bradley Cooper, I mean he's He's just an FBI agent. He did what he had to do with that role. And, I mean, everybody did good. I think it was very well put together. Well, I just want to mention, actually, something about TV stuff. Mm-hmm. If anybody has been following the Avengers, I mean, not Avengers, agents, uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. which had recently its mid-season finale, I just want to, I don't think that shows that great at all. It's kind of decent. It's, like, very mediocre, like it could be better. I especially don't like the character of Skye. I don't know why I have to mention it every single time I talk about the show, but I especially don't like her. It's just so annoying. I'm like, the most pointless character to ever exist, and every time she opens her mouth, I want to slap her in the face. I never want to hit somebody more than that. I'm like, just it's like stupidity after stupidity. Why is that, though? Yeah, I don't know. She has... It's like um, from Thor, the girl, Kat Denny's character from Thor, she's kind of like annoying sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, she is. You're like, I like Kat Denny, so I don't like... Character. Yeah. <laughs> she was so annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, from this whole time in Thor, I mean, I haven't seen the second. I don't know what the reviews were on it. I like the first somewhat, but um, Natalie Portman, to me, was such like a pointless character in that whole film. I felt like that other side of it was so was somewhat pointless. I don't know how her role is in the second one. Have you seen it? Did you ever get to see it? Yeah, she has a, a bigger, much bigger role. A, a much school. bigger role, okay. Yeah, because I was somewhat surprised with Natalie Portman. All of a sudden, Natalie Portman's store. I mean, what, what is this about then? Yeah. I don't know. Well, one really big bit of news is from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Darabon, who's a, one of the creators of The Walking Dead, you know, the creator of the TV show, I mean, the comic and the TV show and everything, 
Oh, I've heard so much about it. I've just never even had the DVD to actually catch up with the show. I don't, I'm not much of yeah, a Yeah, I just don't, don't even watch it, really. <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse. Oh, point. Anyway, he's suing AMC because they, no haven't paid him, they haven't paid him at all. What? They're making millions of freaking Walking Dead. Yeah. And he, just, he recently just described them as sociopaths. <laughs> Yeah, so who is this one of them? He's uh, the one of the creators. He says he can't bear to watch the show anymore. And I'm like, that's the same shit here with me. I don't really like the show anymore. It's kind of just, I'm kind of just watching it because I'm a fan of the comics. And this show just really, 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 really sucks now. It's just going downhill. The last, like, the last good episode that I really enjoyed was the mid-season finale. It's probably because it had more and more calls and more little things towards the uh, comics. You know, it reminded me a bit more about the comics, but Really, this show being on AMT was the biggest mistake that it's ever done. It was great the first season. Second season was was when it started going down. Season three, I was just I didn't like any of it at all. It was just I watched it because you know I had to. Season four it's just boring and slow, and then it picked up again. The mid-season finale. Now we got to wait a bunch more. If this show would have been on HBO, it definitely would have been a lot better because the comic is dark and it's. Terrible things happen. So many bad things happen in the, in the comic, like very screwed up things. You yeah. can't put on cable television, even AMC, you know? Breaking Bad had some pretty crazy stuff, but that's nothing compared to what happened in, in um, the Walking Dead comics. So if this yeah. was, if, if they would have just, you know, decided to make the pilot, maybe try and make a TV show, but kind of sell it to HBO, it definitely would have made something. At least when those channels like that are like Showtime, those channels that have those really dark shows like H, like uh, Game of Thrones or True Blood or Dexter, yeah, those type of things, this show would have succeeded on there because it was so good. And I guarantee you would have been getting Oscar nominations. I mean, Oscar. I mean, nominations. So great. But this why this show is just like mediocre now. It's just mediocre crap. Not very good at all. But talking about AMC... Uh, <laughs> Better Call Saul, which is the uh, spinoff to Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. um, they get the writers from they get the writers from Breaking Bad, Thomas Schnauz, Jennifer Hutchinson, and uh, Judy Davis. They're both have uh, joined the cast, you know, to write the TV show. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're wrapping up here. We're right at the end. All right. The show. So, like we said, make sure you check out um, the American Hustle Review. The American Hustle Review. The, the Hobbit. And The Hobbit. And The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. And the Secret Life of Walter Mitty comes out this Wednesday. This Wednesday, December 25th. It's Christmas Day. Woo! We've been hearing a lot of good reviews about this movie. Besides, obviously, the one that Robert did is that there's a lot of good um, commentary going around about this movie. If you haven't heard it, this is like. Not Oscar, it's not going to win an Oscar, no, it's I can not. guarantee you that, but it's still a good time. But this is Ben Stiller's, like, directorial debut. No, 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 not his directorial debut. It's one of his, his first directorial debut was uh, The Cable Guy. That was his first movie with... Uh, he hasn't directed since one. I forgot, it was recent, sort of. Uh-huh. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Okay, well, this is just Ben Stiller coming back as a director, and I feel that it's probably just probably something very different that he's that he's done before. Um, according to Robert, I don't think there was that much of the stupid comedy that, that he likes likes to do. Um, but 
It was a bit more serious. It, was, it looks serious, but a lot more serious. It just looks like a different side of Ben Stiller that I'm kind of, I kind of really want to see. It's pretty good. Dramatic role. Anyways, so yeah. <laughs> so make sure to follow Robert on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook, and Instagram, anywhere. Just the real Robert A H. Uh, make sure to check out his column on the Show dot com and the topics that the movie. Uh, pretty much that's that's. I mean, you guys can find them anywhere. If not, just go to the Show dot com, and you may find more info there. Make sure to tune in next Monday for a little bit more of movie news and so forth. This is Bosch Marina and Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. And y'all have a good day. This is some childish Gambino for you. You pay for your friends I'll take that as a compliment Got a house full of homies Why I feel so the opposite Incompetent ain't the half of it Saturdays with young lavishes Status shit is I'm bad as it Beans they took from the cabinet Sorry, I'm just scared of the future Till 3000 Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.